Hi again, it's Ben Hodges from BH Drum Academy. Uh, welcome back to the another episode of the BH Drum Pod, where I get to nerd out about drums and and give you lots of life lessons that I've learned about the drums from over my years of playing them, um, and things that I teach my students uh, at my local drum school called BH Drum Academy. Um, it's, um, it's a, it's a blessing that I'm able to use this platform that I can share this with. So this podcast is just another way that I can share all this information. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram. You can also find me right here on the podcast and wherever you get your, uh, your podcast from. And also of course my website, bhdrumacademy.com. Uh, today's uh, episode is going to be talking about uh, drum maintenance, uh, or AKA how to protect your investment of drums. Uh, as if you bought a drum kit, you probably already know drums are not exactly cheap. Um, and if you're planning on using them uh, to play live or to record with, or you're going to be playing them a lot, you want to protect them as much as you possibly can. And from time to time, just like lots of things in the world, um, wear and tear is a concern. Uh, for things, especially like just like a guitar, you sometimes you might break a string. So you have to replace the strings. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, like just like your house, you got to keep it clean or else things get dirty or things get out of control. Um, and same with the same thing. Kind of things happen with drums. Um, it's taking care of your drums is going to allow them to last longer. Uh, it's going to keep it looking its best, of course, but also it's going to make the sound and the feel of the drums and even the look, um, uh, it's going to keep those things maintained like sound, feel, and look are all things that make drums really enjoyable. They got to sound good and you're going to connect with the drums that way. Uh, they got to feel good. They got to look good and you're going to feel connected in that way. You might, uh, every time you walk by your drums, like, Hey, wow, I, that's, I really kind of want to play them because they look so cool to play. Just like we go to any concert. We, if you are like me and stare at the drummers, uh, when I, not in a creepy way, but when I look at the drummers playing um i'm always like you know nerding out a little bit in my head about the drums like ooh, i like the look of that so sometimes the shine and the glimmer and all that stuff about drums is what can draw people to drums so taking care of your drums is kind of a big deal so today uh, i'm going to talk about um some just in common maintenance uh, that you can do on your drums to keep them sounding, feeling, and looking uh, their absolute best and some things to look out for uh, when taking care of the drums. So first of all, let's start about cleaning the drums and making them look their absolute best. Um, just like anything, they can get covered with dust. Um, so, you know, you can take a common duster and and clean the dust wherever it might appear. So, for example, on the drum shells, which is the actual drum its drums itself like the toms and the bass drum uh it'll sometimes collect some dust uh so you can get um the specialized uh drum shell polish if you want to make them super shiny uh but some people just often take like a duster duster and and clean the dust right off of them um, and just use a kind of a, just wipe it off. That's, that's also fine. Symbols, the same idea. Uh, symbols can collect a lot of dust. Uh, in fact, actually funny thing about symbols, some people love dirty symbols. <laughs> some people love it and they claim uh, that the dirt that gets into like the ridges and the, and the fine parts of the symbol uh, actually is part of its sound. And uh, for some people, that's a very true thing. It's personal preference. Uh, but some people love shiny symbols. Um, and so like myself, I like shiny symbols. It's part of the live 
live look, I guess, because when I play live, I want them to be shiny because they reflect off the off the house lights and and all that funny stuff. So I, I kind of like the look of shiny, shiny symbols. So uh, to get your symbols nice and shiny and clean them, uh, there's a few things you can do. Um, you could go and purchase some symbol cleaner or symbol polish. Uh, symbol cleaner can come in like an acid form. It's like not like acid, like it'll melt your skin, but it'll be like a citric acid of some kind. Um, and uh, you can use that. Um, uh, and you can also buy symbol polish. Uh, one thing that people do though, but like, and, and, and I was guilty of this as well, is they think about using window cleaner, um, like you would like a Windex as a brand name, but uh, like a window cleaner, like you would clean windows and mirrors with, uh, please don't use this. Do not use window cleaner as it could oxidize the metal and make it change color. Uh, oxidizing, um, is, is, you know, it, it happens and changes, uh, the colors of symbols. I know it's a green or blue and you don't want green or blue symbols. Uh, it, you don't want anything like that. So don't use window cleaner, uh, for symbols, especially, uh, it's a special type of metal and you, it doesn't work on all surfaces. Um, a cheap way of cleaning symbols as well is just using good old fashioned soap and water. Um, so not, not so much soap, but you want to use some soap and water. You can uh, wash those things pretty well. Uh, just don't let the water like dry on the symbols. You want to make sure you dry them off and you can uh, make sure you wash off any soap residue off the symbols. So it doesn't like stay on there and also oxidize. So, uh, that's a kind of a, a nice cheap way of doing it, but to get the best shine, uh, I suggest to purchase some, uh, some, good symbol cleaner and some polish uh, that you can purchase as well. Um, for the pedals itself, um, to clean the pedals, um, just a lot. I mean, that's where your feet are. So if you're wearing shoes, all the little fine dust and dirt from your shoes is going to go onto your pedals. So pedals get quite dirty and dusty. So, um, so I would often use like a compressed air can or a vacuum just to kind of vacuum up the big dirt and hair uh, and just regular dusting and cleaning on some of those areas. Uh, all the gears and the chains that are in uh, those pedals can often get full of dust and dirt. So we want to make sure that we keep those clear as much as we as we can. So just once in a while, you'll just have a quick look. And, and as you're packing your drums, like for me, I move and pack my drums for gigs quite a lot. And I usually do a regular quick cleaning every time I, uh, I set them up. So uh, kind of easy to do. Now that's cleaning. Uh, the next part is uh, checking for your wear and tear and just checking your condition of your of your drums. Uh, let's start with the cymbals. Um, cymbals are, uh, if you ever watch and a kind of a cool YouTube watch, is seeing super slow-mo a cymbal being hit. It's amazing how like it warps and it bends and it moves and it, it shakes as it gets hit in super slow-mo. I didn't realize the, the amount of movement that a symbol does when it gets hit. Um, so with, I mean, it looks like it gets absolutely like punched <laughs> this thing. It just warps so much in super slow-mo and you don't realize that, but it's with all that, those warping and the hits that it can, can happen, it's metal, right? Then it, uh, metal can crack or chip. Um, I found that the cheaper symbols are the more odds that they will probably crack like um, symbols that are made, for example, like the bronze symbols or the entry level symbols for lots of the symbol companies. They're made to be cheap um, and not necessarily great sounding, but they're made to be cheap for those who can afford it. Um, and uh, I noticed those ones kind of crack and chip and warp pretty easier, uh, pretty easy. 
<laughs> um, in comparison to some of the more expensive symbols. Uh, the lighter or the thinner a symbol is, also it's going to warp and bend a little bit more um, and can crack. Uh, but uh, you're the heavier symbols. If you're especially a hard hitting drummer like myself, you usually will go for a thicker, heavier symbol and it will last quite a lot longer. Uh, so the symbols on my drums kit, for example, have lasted me for quite a number of years. Um, and once in a while I might notice and looking around at the drums, I might note on, on the symbols, I might notice a small crack or a chip or like the sim the symbol is kind of warped in a weird way. Um, and whether it's on the rim or right on the inside where, um, like near the bell of, of it, where it actually attaches to the stand. Uh, I noticed that. So, um, if you ever notice a crack or a warp or a chip, it's, do for replacement. Um, I wouldn't recommend playing a broken symbol. I mean, if it sounds great, go for it. I mean, sometimes I, I've, I've done that and sometimes other people have done that where they notice a crack on their symbol, but they're like, I don't want to spend $200 on a new symbol. Uh, I'm just going to keep playing this until it gets really, really bad. But I mean, it can sound like crap and it can also sound pretty good, but it depends on what you want. But uh, if you also hit your hit your stick on that perfect crack, it can break your stick too. So just be aware of that. Um, as for the cymbal stands itself, you might notice that the cymbals don't just sit by themselves. They sit on uh, little felts, like little little pads, and uh, they sit on these plastic sleeves. Um, a common problem that I see many people go do is they just place the cymbal right on the stand without any felts or any plastic sleeves, uh, and that really can damage the cymbal really, really fast. Uh, so so uh, you need to make sure you have cymbal sleeves and little felts to protect the bell of the cymbal from cracking. Metal on metal is not usually a good thing. Okay, so make sure there is some uh, some sleeves and stuff. And the sleeves are just like they look like a like a plastic little base with a plastic tube that sticks up, but that just goes over the the bolt of the of the. Uh, symbol stand itself. Uh, but those sleeves can wear out because they're made of plastic. And so metal on plastic, chances are the plaques is going to wear out a little bit too. So uh, if they wear out, you just replace the sleeve. They're super cheap. You can get them anywhere on Amazon or a music local music store. And the felts are like little pillows, right? They're going to uh, wear out as well. They'll get a little flatter. They'll get a little stretched out. Um, and the felts provide padding from the wing nut uh, being on the symbol stand uh, to the symbol. So it, it kind of gives another metal to metal protection from the actual like the the wing nut that goes on to hold this hold the symbol on uh it also can provide some dampening so the tighter that your uh the wing nut is uh the less wobble that your symbol will do so uh and so once again if your your felts and sleeves are uh worn out just replace them as necessary uh, next checking for wear and tear is the drum heads. Uh, and I have a whole lesson on drum heads and tuning and things like that. Um, uh, and like different types of drum heads and actually, uh, one of the future podcasts, I'll talk about drum, drum heads specifically, but also on a YouTube channel, I have, uh, you know, video lessons about talking about the different types and the basics of drum heads. Uh, but in those lessons, why I brought it up is in those lessons, I kind of talked about, um, drum heads. If they have 
have divots in them, uh, it'll be really, it'll be harder for it to hold the tune. Um, and if there's if the drum heads are super worn out and overstretched, uh, and you've, you know, you've noticed, uh, the drum heads are quite old, uh, and they, you have to keep tightening them and tightening and tightening and tightening because they keep stretching and stretching and stretching. Uh, it gets harder and harder for the drums to hold a tune, no matter how hard you try. Uh, some drum heads will just not hold uh, hold the tune if they're got some divots or they're really really worn out uh so they can show some signs of physical wear like you can look at that if the drum head was supposed to be the color white and now it's the color brown chances are it's been played quite a lot uh if it's uh you know if it's a clear drum head and now you can't see it so through so so well uh now it's probably uh, been played quite a lot uh if the center of the drum skin sounds loose or worn compared to the rest of the drum head that's also a sign that it can uh, then it's time for repair, uh, a repair or replacement. Uh, so really the, the drum heads, there's not really a magical way. I did see once upon a time on, on YouTube and I think it was Instagram or TikTok, um, someone who took a heat gun and took a heat gun and they just held it over, over the drum head and it like removed the divots of the drum head, which is what's like, wow, that's a miracle. That's a way you can keep those things working great. Um, but it really damages the drum head when you do that. It's not meant for, for that. So, uh, drum heads are meant to be replaced as they kind of get used and they are a little bit costly. Um, so some people don't really refuse to change their drum heads and they go with the mentality of, Hey, the drums sound good. So I'm going to keep going with that. And honestly, that's fine. <laughs> if the drums sound good, why fix what's not broken? Uh, so, but some people are very on top of, uh, if you got divots in the drum heads, they will replace them. And that's kind of the mentality I've done as well. I notice my drums sound the best when I have fresh and new heads on there. So that, that helps. Um, for the resonant heads though, the resonant heads are the heads on the bottom of the drums uh, that don't get played. They're just, their job is to resonate. Hence the word resonant. Uh, they could be replaced maybe once a year if the drums are played a lot or sometimes once every two years, if they're not played as often, uh, but they, they, they vibrate and they stretch, they don't get hit. They won't never have divots, but they, they do stretch. So sometimes you can replace the resin heads and it does, it, it really helps with the, the tuning as well. So they can, they can stretch. So it's just something checking for wear and tear. And the last thing for wear and tear is the drumsticks them actually themselves. Um, if you're a hard hitter, you'll know you break sticks and uh, drumsticks will chip away. Pieces of wood will fly away from your drumsticks um, and they start to get smaller and smaller. You buy the drumsticks with, you know, they're nice and pretty and then they start getting these chips in them because you're hitting cymbals and, and things like that. And the head of the drumstick gets chipped. The shaft of the drumstick gets chipped. Uh, and as the stick wears away, uh, the, the weight of the drumstick actually gets shifted as well. And it doesn't feel and does it won't be the same as when they are purchased, when they're actually designed that way. Um, so if the stick ever breaks, um, they need a replacement. You don't just glue them back together. I've seen some people even take tape and they tape them back together. I mean, if you don't have any drumsticks and you're desperate measures, I mean, you might have to do that uh, if push comes to shove. But um, I wouldn't recommend playing drums with broken drumsticks because uh, they can be pretty sharp. Like, would you play your drums with knives? 
I, I wouldn't think you would. <laughs> I hope you don't, but that'd be a pretty cool act to see. But I wouldn't think you play your drums with knives. So why would you play drums with a really sharp stick? Uh, doesn't really help that way. So um, now if the head of the, of the stick is chipped or the stick is lots of wood missing away, I mean, they just wear out and uh, the stick weight won't feel as good and you won't be able to play as, as proper as you possibly can. So um, if drumsticks are worn out, they just got to be replaced. It, it happens. It's, it's totally a natural recurring cost of playing the drums. Uh, so drumsticks are something you check for wear and tear as well. So other than the cleaning and checking for the wear and tear, um, otherwise just making sure to, in order for them to sound good and taking care of them is, is learning proper tuning as well. You've got to be able to have, that's a really important skill is learning to tune your drums. If you don't know how to tune your drums, learn them, learn it, please learn it. It's a great, great, and it's probably, I would say an essential skill that is important for all drummers to learn is how to make your drums sound good. Okay. It doesn't matter if you have a budget drum kit or you have a very expensive drum kit, you need to learn how to tune your drums and you can learn. There's lots of ways to tune the drums. I have some great videos on my website and I had an earlier podcast where I talked about the tuning the drums. Um, but I have some videos of how to tune your drums. You got to learn how to tune your bass drum. You got to learn how to tune your snare drum and your toms. Uh, that's a huge part of how to make your drums sound and feel good. Feel comes from the sound feel comes from the sound so if you know you if when you have your drums sounding close to some of your favorite songs they're gonna be a lot more enjoyable to play so really take the time to learn tuning and there's some great products out there if you're if you feel like you're not great enough there's some great products you can buy like a tune bot or a drum dial and even like some phone apps that you can like you can learn how to tune your drums with and i mean if you really hate tuning drums there's electric kits electric kits you never have to tune drums on electric kits they always sound the same but if you want to have a an acoustic kit you have to learn how to tune your drums I really, really strongly recommend you need to do that. And if you need some help with it and you still, you're trying and trying, you still can't get it right. You can reach out to me. I'm happy to, uh, to guide you through uh, some in examples and show you some things. Uh, and I'm happy to, uh, you know, do an online lesson. Or if you're in the Winnipeg area, you can bring your drum by and I can help you try. Uh, I can help you tune it. And also if you're, uh, if you have a local music store nearby, you can bring it by, give it to another drummer, ask for a second opinion, talk to other drummers. Uh, some people, lots of people have different ways. Sometimes certain drums just need certain things done to them to make them sound as best as they possibly can. So there's lots of ideas and ways that you can do things, but tuning is the only way you can make them sound and feel as good as they can. Um, so thank you very much for uh, spending the time with me. Uh, if you're looking for any drum lessons or some instructional videos or any resources on, on how to play drums uh, for beginners or intermediates and inter even advanced drummers, uh, feel free to reach out to me, uh, bhdrumacademy at outlook.com. You can find me on Instagram, uh, bhdrumacademy. You can come to my website, bhdrumacademy.com. Uh, and uh, I really appreciate, please share this podcast with somebody, like and subscribe, give me a rate. Um, uh, all your help uh, really, really benefits local businesses and local music and keeps, keeps me going. So I really appreciate all of your, all of your help. But until next time, friends, uh, thank you very much for joining me. But uh, let's get back to practicing. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.